Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast for and by successful business people who also deal with the pain and frustration of chronic illness. Here's Nancy Becker. Today we've got a really, really great person that we are visiting with and it's going to be a little bit on the different side today as Phil, you do have a business, right? Or are you just trying to get started in business right now? Um, so yeah, I do have a business, um, uh, Phaser Tech Solutions. That Tell I us run. a little bit about it. Yeah, so it's a IT support uh, that I uh, started kind of in between jobs. And we do uh, you know, web hosting management, uh, IT support for uh, mom and pop type places or just individuals that need help with their phones or computers. Sounds great. I know we could have used you the other day. I was sitting here working away on my computer and all of a sudden alarms started going. And I've got a VPN, I've mm -hmm. got Norton, I've got all of this stuff, but alarms started going off and lights were flashing and I'm going, oh my God, what's going on? And because I have Norton, I tried to pull up you know, Norton Tech Support, and the very first mm -hmm. thing that came up said Norton Tech Support, and I called it. We had gotten jammed up a couple of years ago, same sort of thing, only we had called what we thought was Windows, Windows Tech Support. And of course, they were people who couldn't even speak English, and they were doing all this stuff, and they jumped right into the computer, and you know going on and on and on and then all of a sudden they wanted to charge me three hundred dollars and mm, i went i've yep. been down this road before you're not with norton are you oh yes we we're with norton and no you're not and i just clicked out of everything immediately and then went digging and finally found the tech support number for for norton and called them but i thought I lost my last computer from all of this on top of about, and not only did they get me for $300, they tried to go into my bank account and get $7,500. That's a common attack. Yep. I thought, uh, you may have fooled me once, Charlie, but you're not doing it a second time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I got out of here. So you have a really good business. We just have to let people know that you exist. And I know you're in Grand Rapids, so I know that there's got to yes. be a lot of people there that, that could use your services. So Yes. Yep. It's a great area to live in. It's a great area for small businesses. So yeah, very happy to to be in this area. Yeah. But I know that I'm gonna I'm gonna switch bases just a little bit because we've got a lot to talk about, not a lot of time. And I know that there are some other issues that you're dealing with. You have a full time job, right? Correct. You mm -hmm. have your business and you yep. also have some medical challenges. That's correct. Yep. How, you know, I, I know that when people are already running a business and they get a medical issue, they're like, what can I do to keep going? But mm -hmm. where does your mind go when you're trying to start 
a business and you have all these other issues going on? What gives you the motivation and the ability to keep going and do this big endeavor? I mean, starting a business is a big thing. Yeah. So uh, just a little bit of background. Um, I was diagnosed with type one diabetes in 2015. So uh, my diagnosis for me was uh, a bit of a relief because it had taken about a year and a half to uh, get officially diagnosed with type one. I had a lot of complications leading up to it and, you know, they couldn't really figure out what was going on. Um, So I think for me, what, what keeps me going is first, you know, diabetes is it's a 24, seven, 365 disease. So it always comes first no matter what. So no matter if I'm doing my full-time job or my, my side business, my medical issues have to come first. If my blood sugar is high, if it's low, if I'm having other things going on. But I think for me, it's a motivator in a lot of ways because I have something that is treatable there's no cure yet, obviously, but it's something that I can focus on exercising and eating better and managing this disease. So for me, because I was feeling, I know how I felt leading up to my diagnosis and how bad it made me feel just, you know, leg pain and being thirsty all the time and extreme fatigue. And so I think about those things and how much better I feel now. And because I have a treatment plan that, you know, that's kind of the the motivator for me. How does creating that treatment plan help you deal with work? So in a lot of ways, it helps me be more organized. It helps me plan better. There's so much planning that goes along with maintaining normal blood sugar and um, understanding in advance what might happen. So, you know, being prepared for, for the unexpected of having a low blood sugar or, you know, miscalculating your insulin. There's all these things that can go wrong just on a daily basis with managing diabetes. So for me, it's, it's helped me be more organized. It's helped me be a better planner and it's, it's helped me, you know, anticipate things that may go wrong and and learn how to, to deal with them ahead of time. Yeah, I know I have type two diabetes and about, gosh, I've had it for probably 20 years or so, but Mm -hmm. It may have been 10 years ago that I wound up having to go on insulin. And yet a long before COVID, where we're all just sort of stuck at home, uh, back then during that time, I was out every day. I was traveling. I was going from place to place and, and having lunch meetings and having breakfast meetings and, you know, and 
it was really difficult when you're going someplace and you're sitting there and you've got, you know, say it's a buffet that you're going to because you're at a conference and that's Mm -hmm. what's the food. And you're going, I can't eat any of this. You know, there's nothing Mm -hmm. here. It's all high carb, all whatever. There's nothing I can eat. And then you have to make excuses to the people you're with. And you have to, you know, that used to be really, really hard for me. And and it was kind of finally like coming out of the closet, so to speak, and saying, mm-hmm. hey, look, guys, I'm sorry. I have diabetes. I can't eat these things. I'll just eat a little bit of, you know, the salad over here and I'll be fine. Don't worry about me, you know, and, and then they'll go, oh, okay. And and they get it, but it's almost a mental thing on our part that we don't want to acknowledge that there's something different. Yeah. And yeah, you mentioned it with, with buffets and things like that. It's especially for counting carbs and trying to figure out what you can and cannot eat. Those types of restaurants are some of the hardest to, to uh, treat with your insulin. So yeah, it's definitely a challenge. Um, really any restaurant that doesn't have, you know, nutrition facts available that you can look online. If it's, you know, if it's not yeah. a chain restaurant, it's, it's so hard to, to get it right. And at least, you know, for type one diabetics, it's not as restrictive of a diet. You can generally eat whatever you want, as long as you give yourself insulin and understand how many carbs you're intaking. Um, But yeah, those, those types of places um, are, I, I try to stay away from now just because it's so hard to, to treat and, you know, you're, you're going to end up either overcorrecting or not giving yourself enough. And it's, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. And I know my, my diabetes is weird. I, I, my whole body is weird. (laughs) And if I need to take, say, um, because I take both insulin when I eat and I also take long-term insulin at night that, mm-hmm. that goes for 24 hours. But mm-hmm. when I'm trying to figure out my mealtime insulins, say I need to have, say I've had 30 carbs and I need to take six units of insulin, I will take five because when I take insulin, my sugar goes up instead of going down you know a normal person when they when they take their insulin their sugars go down mine go totally the opposite direction and the more insulin i take the higher my sugars go so i'm (laughs) i'm really weird that definitely makes managing it even more difficult yeah and yeah i can't tell you the number of restaurants we've walked out of because they'll know how many calories are in something but mm-hmm. they won't have a clue as to how many carbs. And I said, I don't care about calories. That That's not at all important to me. I need to know if there are 70 carbs, 90 carbs, or five carbs, you know? And they don't have it online. And so you can't, that's hard. 
that kind of yeah. living that lifestyle is hard. But when you throw in trying to deal with business on top of that, it becomes overwhelming at times, you know, and, and you had mm -hmm. mentioned that, that you used to get really tired. And I know I do, if I don't take the right number of carbs, I'm doing yeah. this and it's in the middle of my presentation or something, you know, and it's just, it makes running a business really difficult. How have you come up with ways around these things? Um, yeah, like I said, I think really just, I have to understand that my diabetes comes first, even if I'm, if I'm on a call or if I'm, you know, giving a presentation or taking a certification test, whatever the case may be, I have to be willing to say, Hey, I'm not feeling so great right now. Can I, you know, I'll be back in two minutes. They're going to understand if you need to treat your diabetes. I don't always mention it, you know, but I think it's always something that, like I said, comes first and I just have to find ways to mitigate my blood sugar going high or low, try to treat it the best I can. But when times like that come up, it is what it is. I have to, I have to treat it or else I'm going to be having a bad time later. And most people understand that. Did you have any issues coming to grips with that when you first were diagnosed? Did you have a hard time, you know, saying this is what it is and now my whole life is going to change? I think at first I was just kind of going with the flow. I, like I said, it, it took so long for my diagnosis, which isn't typical for type ones. Usually it's you're not feeling good. And then a week later you're in the hospital. Mine was more of what they call type 1.5, which is a slow onset. So I think I just went with the flow and said, this is what I have to do for, for quite a long time. I don't think it was really until maybe a year ago or so that I really actually looked back and reflected on my disease and kind of thought about it. Um, so for me, it's just been something where I had to mentally prepare myself to understand what this disease is, what the long-term effects of it can be if you're not managing your sugar properly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like I said, for, for me, it's always been kind of, this is what it is. I, I, I know a lot of people don't have that mindset, but that's just always one thing that I've always had. I'm not sure why. Well, and that was what I was just going to say. Um, I've been doing a lot of, uh, surveys lately and just talking to different people and often and myself included you know we've we've been doing whatever for a while and then all of a sudden we've got this new thing in our lives and in the beginning we don't really do anything different you know we just keep on pushing through and think 
we're gonna get the better of this and we're gonna mm-hmm. keep going and wham then we wind up hitting the wall full force you know and you either wind up in the hospital or you're in bed sick for weeks and your business comes to a to a screaming halt and I think it's really important to have more of the attitude that you do from the beginning that says, this is what it is. I've got to figure out how I'm going to live my life. I think a lot of people go through what you just explained with, you know, we call it, you know, diabetic burnout, you know, where you just get sick of it and you're sick of managing it. You just want to take a break you don't get to take a break with type one, but a lot of people get to that point where they're just exhausted from it all. And they stop checking the sugar as often as they should. Maybe they skip a whole day without checking it. Maybe they ignore their sensor alarms, their pump alarms. It's something that happens to everybody. I've gone through, I've gone through days where I'm very annoyed with it. I haven't, I don't think I've gone through like a full burnout phase. Um, I hope, hopefully I don't ever, but you know, it's, I'm five years in when I'm 20 years in, will I be just as positive? Will I, will my, how much will my situation have changed? Will my blood sugars be harder to manage? There's all these things that are unknown that you just have to take this disease with a, day by day basis and sometimes even a finger prick by finger prick basis. That's just, it's just how it is. Yeah. You know, I want to get one of those, except they're so expensive. I want to get one of those things that attaches to your arm or to your side, you know, where you don't ever have to prick your fingers again. Cause my fingers are numb. You know, I've done (laughs) so much for so long that I have just got no sensitivity left in my fingertips at all. And it would just be so nice to just go, you know, beep, this is what it is. And I might actually consider keeping track of my sugars at that point. But Yeah, it definitely makes it easier, but you're right, it is expensive. And that yeah. Yeah. I, that's why I'm not wearing one right now. I took a break from them because I have a very high deductible plan. So it's everything is f- full price until I hit the deductible. So I don't want to spend... $500 for a box of five that I have to change one every seven days. Yeah. That's 500 bucks a month on yeah. top of the insulin and, and everything else that I have to pay for. So it's just like, I, I like the, I like the ability to much easily, much easier manage my, my sugar and always can get a quick reading of what I'm at, but it's just, I have pretty good blood sugar control without it. So I saw it as, not a necessity. If I really had trouble with my blood sugar, I probably would just fork up the money and just do it because it would help tremendously. And it does help a lot of people in that regard. But yeah, the cost just kind of turned me down to it. And one of my insulins alone is like a thousand dollars a month. Thank goodness I have good insurance. But for two and a half years, I had to fight my insurance company because they would not cover that particular Mm. insulin and I had to stand on my head and try every other insulin out there before I could prove to them that this is the one that I needed to have and 
the Business Success Unlimited Patreon page is now live. Patreon is a simple way for you to contribute to this podcast every month, and in return, you'll get exclusive benefits, such as a monthly live Q&A with Nancy and a business book club. If you're interested in becoming a VIPig, we would really appreciate your support in keeping our independent production going. You can find a link to our Patreon page at don'twaittillpigsfly.com. Thank you so much. Often what I focus on on this podcast and, and with the business in general is the business, you know, when focusing on what we can do with our businesses and how we run our businesses. But this brings up a whole other issue that I think needs to be um, focused on as well. And that is in and of itself, if we don't have our health, we cannot run our businesses. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so we need to figure out, are we going to be able to get our medicines? Are we going to be able to afford the tools and everything that we need to have for whatever it is, you know, that's wrong with us that we need to have some sort of an adaptive device for. Because if we don't have those things, if we can't even get out of bed in the morning, we can't run our business. Yeah, that's, and that's why I said it, it has to come first because you're right. If, if you're extremely fatigued and you're not managing your blood sugar well, everything else is going to suffer. So in order to be successful with my full-time job and be successful with my side business and uh, be able to do my ad advocacy stuff with my Instagram account, I have to be feeling good. I have to be in good state of mind and in good health. That doesn't mean I don't have bad days. Sure. I definitely do. Uh, but yeah, you, that has to come first or everything else is going to lag behind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is it, because we've only got a few minutes left, mm -hmm. what is it that you would like to share with the listeners that we haven't talked about already? I would just say for, for people who don't really understand diabetes, whether it be type 2 or type 1, that you know, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to look at my pump and ask, you know, what is that? Um, I'm, I'm an open book. I'm happy to answer questions. I think a lot of people think they understand diabetes. The people that have diabetes, it's hard enough to understand. I think it's a disease where a lot of people, I think, know what it is, but not necessarily know the difference between type two and type one or understand that it is a 24 seven, 365 disease. And so I just encourage people to, you know, be kind with your questions and, but at the same time, don't be afraid to, to reach out or even go online and, and look up some information about it. Everything's available at your fingertips. So um, I just encourage people to just do a little bit of research and, and kind of understand a little bit more about what type 1 diabetics might go through on a day-to-day -day basis. 
Yeah, I, I think that's an excellent thought because, you know, again, I remember probably about a year ago now I was going through some things. Some of it was, was diabetes related. Other was some of the other things that I have going on. And I had to postpone a meeting with someone twice. The first time was because I got a call from the doctor saying, we need you in here now. And you don't tell your doctor, no, I'm not going to come to a meeting when they say they, they need to see you. So I had to right. postpone the meeting. Second time was I had laryngitis and I couldn't talk. How mm. can you do a podcast when you <laughs> right. can't talk, right? And, and so I had to postpone it again. And I got this really nasty message back from, not even from the person, but from their assistant saying, well, obviously you don't care enough about doing this and you just keep postponing it. So mm. we're moving on and we don't want to do your podcast. And I'm going, you know, so I, I think we're all so involved in our own lives and in everything mm -hmm. that's going on for ourselves that we don't take the time to understand that somebody else might be having a challenge that we know nothing about. Yeah. yeah. Especially with diabetes, it's such an uh, invisible disease, right? Mm -hmm. a like, like a lot of autoimmune diseases out there. Yeah. So it, especially if someone who's just doing finger pricks and insulin pens or whatever, and they don't have a sensor or a pump tied to them, it's, you'd never know anything else was going on. So I, I'm much more cognizant and aware of that now for people who may be going through other types of issues that, you know, rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or, you know, something that you just don't, you don't know what someone else could be going through on a day-to-day -day basis and how overwhelming it can be. Yep. So I give people a lot of grace now because of that. Yeah, I think that's a wonderful message to end this show on. Um, please, everybody listening, hopefully this gives you all a better understanding of what some of us are going through and how we're dealing with it and how much we can use your help in understanding when we need some help in understanding, <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> This has been a wonderful episode. Thank you so much, Phil. I really appreciate it. How can somebody get in touch with you if they're in the Grand Rapids area and need their computers worked on? Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. This has been uh, a blast. You can reach me at Phaser Tech Solutions on Facebook. That's P-H-Z-R Tech Solutions. If you're interested in following me on Instagram on my Type 1 account, you can follow me at Life. Cool. That's great. And guys, you can hear this and all of my other shows Thursday evenings, 5 p.m. Eastern at don't wait till pigs .com. We are there every Thursday evening with great guests, lots of wonderful information. If you have any questions for either Phil or I, let us know in the comments and we'll get back with you. And if you'd like to share your thoughts, your ideas, questions on potential future shows, let me know and we'll get back to you soon. In the meantime, everyone, get out there, be productive, 
and soar higher. Take care and we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye, y'all.